It's time for JT the Brick. I cannot believe I'm sitting here talking about the Raiders being better on defense than offense. I am shocked I just said that. Herbert with pressure up the middle. And he's brought down inside the five. Max Crosby. And like a bolt of lightning, took Herbert down for his second sack of the game. This offense, we demand that they wake up. Pressure up the middle. Love out of the pocket. Throws downfield for the end zone. Intercepted. Amik Robertson in the back corner. Picks it off in front of Watson. JT the Brick. Pressure again off the edge. And he's sent for the safety. Crosby and Nick. The team needs a massive, massive wake-up call. That's it. Something has to happen immediately. I don't hold back on anything. I'm coming to get you. And now, good to go. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT. Good to have you today. We got a monster show. Getaway day. I'm heading out with the Raiders to Chicago. Tomorrow, I actually dropped my wife off this morning. She was on a flight with a ton of Raider fans and people going there. So she's getting out a day ahead of me. And I'm going to meet up with her there. She graduated from the University of Illinois with a master's degree. I only bring that up because she's a lot smarter than me. And she's already out there. She's getting a day in with her girlfriends and friends in Chicago. I'm flying out with the team tomorrow, something I always used to do. Now we do it when we get a chance. So Chicago, here I come. Must win. Got to win this game. Can't afford to take two steps forward, one step back. Oh, I can't believe I said it. Doesn't that how the term goes? Two steps forward, one back. We just took two steps forward. Back-to-back wins. Can't take a step back. Got to win three in a row. We all know Tyson Bagent most likely is going to play. We don't have an update on Jimmy G just yet. Everything's going down. Got to win this game. And don't feel sorry for anyone, Raider Nation. This is a dream scenario for the Raiders. Playing Tyson Bagent compared to Justin Fields or Aaron Rodgers. Don't have to play him with the Jets. Daniel Jones, still hurt. Might not have to play him, but I think you will. Don't have to play Aaron Rodgers when you played the Packers. You got Jordan Love. I mean, come on. We're not talking about going after Marino, Elway, and Montana here. Knock these guys on their ass and beat them. This is not one of the tougher schedules, and the Raiders do have a tough schedule. Rest of the way, Kansas City twice. That's not going to be easy. Kansas City twice. Miami in Miami. Got to stack wins when you can, and then you got to find other wins along the way. I'm thinking Detroit. Miami's going to be tough, but Miami Raiders were better than Miami just two short years ago. Could Miami have leapfrogged the Raiders and become that much better than the Raiders? I think they're better, but they can't be that much better than the Raiders. Two years ago, they sucked. Same thing with Detroit. They weren't even competitive or good. And now all of a sudden, i got to worry about those teams. I'm not worried about them. I'm just focused on Chicago. So today, I went and interviewed the head coach. I usually save that for Friday. We're probably going to play it Friday in some package here on the station. I'm going to play it today because I asked him directly about Devontae. We wanted to do it. He had no problem with it. You'll hear it coming up here shortly on getting Devontae more quality targets. So the big story in all of all of radio and television when it comes to the Raiders is Devontae Adams. And this has been brewing probably for a number of weeks. Now, I'm one of the few people, dare I say voice of reasons, who knows how happy Devontae is. If you go to Barry's Steakhouse, that's a nice 
plug for Barry, one of the great chefs of, of my lifetime out here. If you go to Shadow Creek, nice plug for one of the greatest golf courses in America. Yes, the chefs, the sous chefs, the waiters, uh, the, the caddies. They all, Devontae loves it out here. Loves it out here. If you follow his wife on Instagram, I don't. My wife does. Beautiful parties at their mansion. They love it here. People who sit in Bristol, New York, don't know about that. They don't know where Devontae golfs, where he goes to the steakhouse, his daughter's little birthday parties and all that. So they're just throwing darts at the board, wondering if Devontae's happy or not. That, that's what's happening around here. So I don't know. I don't know Devontae. I don't know him well. I've met him a few times. I don't have the relationship with Devontae that I had with Fred. I have with Fred Bolitnikoff. You know how strong that is. Or I have with Tim Brown and Marcus Allen and some of the legends. Because of COVID and him coming here before that with players, I'm, I'm tight with Max and a handful of players. But Devontae, to me, he's my favorite player on offense, and Max is my favorite player overall. I'm, I'm big pro Devontae. If you look at the tape, as they say, go back and look at the tape, I've been positive Devontae the entire time. This is my job. I want my job to be successful. I need Devontae to be great. It makes my life better and easier when it comes to work. And I wish him nothing but the best. But Devontae's starting to talk now, starting to talk, starting to talk about targets, this and that, and I think that's good, and the coach thinks it's good. So we wanted to talk about it today. You'll hear that coming up. Devontae's allowed to say whatever he wants. He's a grown-ass man. If he wants more targets, he can bring it up. Does it mean he's unhappy? No, I think the word is frustrated when it comes to a football perspective and touching the ball enough. How many times have you heard me, moi, Say, throw him the ball all the time. Not some of the time. You don't hear me talking about spreading the ball out. I'm pro Devontae. I want him to get the ball all the time in the red zone. Just throw it to him. But for for, for fun, it doesn't work that way. You got to spread the ball out. Everybody needs to touch it. And if more players touch it, it could help Devontae get better targets. And that's the term of the monologue here brought to you by Golden Entertainment. They own the Strat. If you haven't been to the Strat in a while, you're missing out. I hosted the ALS event, emceed it up there, went to the pool, showed my wife around the lobby. We go to have dinner at Top of the World. The Strat is a completely new game changer. Go check it out. It's fantastic. Uh, PTs also 5 to 7, midnight to 2, they fuel the monologue. So back to Devontae. Everybody knows now the secret. Devontae wants the ball more. Okay, well, that means they're sitting down in the Chicago defensive room today saying, hey, man, uh, Devontae wants the ball more. Is that going to make a difference? I don't think so. I think they were going to double Devontae anyway. And Devontae's going to have to be able to break the double team, and they're going to have to force the ball to him or get him the ball earlier. And I think the best way to get Devontae the ball earlier is on first down. It's on first down because first down is the one down where most teams don't know what's going to happen. They're able to scheme everything on second down, third and short, third and long. That's what defensive coordinators get paid to do. But on first down, you don't know if the Raiders are going to go to Michael Mayer. You don't know if they're going to go a handoff to Josh Jacobs, who led the league in rushing. So that's probably the best play, first down, to get Devontae the ball. And I think that's something that we should talk about. How do you get Devontae involved with the route running more? What do you do? Put him in motion. Eric Allen's a big put-him-in-motion guy. You get the safeties' heads moving. Get the linebackers going. Oh, my God, there goes Devontae. He just ran past the center. He's in motion. What the hell's happening? Devontae's in motion. Do whatever you got to do. I, my big thing is always crossing routes. Having people cross over the middle of the field provides chaos for the opponent. I'd like to see Devontae do more of that. 
And I also don't want to see Devontae fed to the Lions, which means the quarterback throws him the ball and it leads into him getting his head knocked off, which has happened a few times this year because he's running into safeties who are just teeing off on him. So Devontae is the topic, and I have no problem embracing that topic. A, I'm pro-Devontae. B, I believe he does need more quality targets. And C, they need to focus on him more in the red zone. And you'll hear what the coach says when we talk about that coming up here. In regards to the Bears, our whole pitch last week with New England was they were a wounded animal. You know, they're coming in. Both organizations know each other. They know each other well. New England could be dangerous. Thank God they were bad. They're a bad team. They've never been a bad team under Belichick. Never been bad. So everybody has been ripping on Belichick. I have a couple Instagram videos up now at JT the Brick Hits defending Belichick because too many people are getting on his ass because he's had one bad season. I mean, come on. Patriots in 19 years. 19 years won six Super Bowls, went to eight of them, and we're, we're looking at the ward on Lincoln's nose instead of the whole body of work here. We definitely have people in society now that will take a politician, a head coach in football, an actor, or anybody, and they'll look at their worst moment. I hope people don't look at my worst moment. I hope they look at my entire body of work of 27 years. You know, you don't look at someone's worst. When you think of Tom Hanks, do you go to his worst movie or do you go to his five best? And with Belichick, we're looking at his worst movie this year. So they came in, a wounded animal, and the Raiders barely beat him. Jimmy got hurt in the game. The Patriots had the ball late, and the Raiders had a sack for a safety that saved the game. Very important moment there. Very important moment that the Raiders had their signature, what I'm calling their signature play of the year. If you do the top ten moments of the Raiders through six games or maybe the year, no doubt the Bilal Nichols-Max Crosby sack for a safety to end the game, that's number one. That's number one. It ain't no Devontae touchdown. The longest pass play this year is from Brian Hoyer to Trey Tucker. So Devontae wants some love. Give him some love. Pretty easy to do. I mean, it's really easy to do. The problem is there's an opponent on the other side who gets paid to stop it. So we have a lot of sophisticated fans who call this show. Notice the Twitter trolls that get into my DMs don't call this show. It's the black hole. It's the diehard fans, the ones who go to the games. You know, the real Raider Nation, the ones who are listening all over the country. We have a sophisticated fan base that can talk about this topic. How do you you get Devontae the ball? I just said first down. Didn't I just say it? I gave you it. First down. Come right out. First down. Little four-yard slant over the middle. Uh, Before the linebackers, he splits the coverage. He gets 11 yards. First down. Oh, now Devontae's going. Now Devontae's got a target. Just do it. You're playing the Chicago Bears. They stink. They're going to be tough because everybody's tough in this league. But you're not going into Miami. You're not going into San Francisco. And the Raiders should be concerned. A couple of the stats that we saw this morning, man, the Raiders are 0-3 versus rookie quarterback since 2021. Only winless team in the NFL after two games, and they've done it for three. Who did they lose to? Justin Fields, third career start, was against the Raiders in 2021. Bears won that game 20-9. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy at Allegiant Stadium. And Kenny Pickett, both undefeated, the Raiders rookies. So three rookie quarterbacks in a row have beaten the Las Vegas Raiders. Rookies, but they're pretty good. 
Justin Fields is a hell of a player. Great runner, but he's on a bad team. Not a great thrower. Brock Purdy, an upset, and Kenny Pickett beats us every time we play. Every time we play, we can't beat Kenny Pickett. We better beat Tyson Bajan. I can tell you that much. He better not be on this list. I better not come in here on Tuesday and say, Tyson Bajan is the fourth rookie quarterback to beat the Raiders. As Mr. Davis said, he has to go down. He has to go down hard in the first 15 plays. Someone's got to come off the edge, not do anything illegal, not 15 yards. Someone's got to put this kid's ass into the turf. He needs to know it's going to be a long day of Mad Max. That has to happen here. I think it will. Raiders also got to make a decision. They had 33 carries last week, but don't look at that number. Brian Hoyer had three of them running for his life. That They don't count. They had 25 carries to Josh Jacobs. Is it working? Well, there was an 18-yard run that worked. Take away the 25 carries. Take away the 18-yard one. Whew, it's tough sledding with this old line. I don't know whether the old line's going to dinner. Maybe they need to come out with JT the Brick, and I'll hook them up with a good steak dinner. Maybe I need to take them out to dinner and sit around with this old line and wake them up now for the rest of the season. Someone's got to get these guys going. Okay, Art Shell's played in the stadium at Soldier Field. Okay, all the legends have played at Soldier Field. It's time for this old line to wake up and play a good game. I think they will. Very positive about what the Raiders can do in this game. You know, if, if this was at Miami, if this was a tougher game at Kansas City, we'd be talking about a completely different game plan, I think. You would have to be embrace the shootout. I mean, you think we're going to go into Miami and play a 17-16 game, hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs and win? you got to embrace the shootout. I don't know the game plan yet for Detroit. i got a couple of Detroit guests coming on next week. I mean, Jared Goff's really good, really good, but he's Jared Goff. I think Marcus Peters can pick him off. You know, I'm not that worried about Detroit. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm not scared to death about Detroit. And I'm not scared to death about Chicago. I'm not scared to death about the Giants and the Jets. But the Raiders haven't played well this year on offense. And that's got to be tough for that offense. they got some good players on that offense. And I think they got to be sitting here struggling going, hey, man, we got to carry our weight. we got to carry our weight. And we got to find a way to come out here and get the job done. We got to get the job done and figure out how we're going to have a big game and what that game's going to look like. And I think the game's got to be very aggressive. You're going to find out that Devontae wants the ball, so Devontae's going to get the ball, and Mad Max is the best defender in the league most likely, so he's going to have to have a big game. I got a ton of guests. Here's who we got. We got the coach. We got the voice of the Raiders, Jason Horowitz. We got a friend of the show, Bill Zimmerman. I used to work with him at SiriusXM. And he's a Chicago Bears insider now. He's got really good information. He's very good on Chicago Bears information. He's coming up. Lee Sterling is going to give us three games. I'm going to be with Lee. He's going to Chicago. His daughter singing the national anthem in Chicago. Yeah, she's a great singer. She's going to sing the anthem, and Lee comes on with us every week. And then we have Levi Edwards uh, from inside the digital team. So I'm pretty loaded up. Uh, fight for the radio show. Try to get in here if you can, 702 365 9200. A black hole sting is in beautiful Hayward, California. Start us off. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. And it's Robbie's cousin. Yes, black hole Rob's cousin. Yes, good to hear from you, my friend. How are you? It's been a while, bro. Well, I I want to reach out, you know, to 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 the nation, to the you know, the you know, Raider fans out there. And I, I want to tell everybody, you know, it's like 
like Raider Man said mm-hmm. last week when he called in the radio station mm-hmm. to talk to you. Yep. Well, we're trying to we're trying to follow Rob's vision, mm-hmm. you know, Black Hole Rob. Yeah. And and bring something together in Hayward for all the people, you know, all mm-hmm. the fans that cannot, you know, for somehow one way or another can't make it to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can all be together as the, as we did in the Coliseum okay. as one. You know, and it was beautiful. And I miss my brothers and sisters. I really do. You know, out there in Vegas, I miss you guys so much, man. Well, let's you try know, to let's try I to get want- you to a game, Sting. Let's try to find a way to get you to a game where we can host you at a game and figure that out because we're not going to be able to get everyone from Vegas up to Hayward. So we'll, let's try to get you here so we can do something for Rob and his legacy and Rachel and the girls and do something here, okay? No, yeah, well, I I appreciate all that, but I also call him for Raider Man. Uh, I, you know, I appreciate what he's done for yes. for us for such a long time and what he's trying, you know, his mm-hmm. best to do what, you know, we're putting it together and we okay. need our brother's help. We need help. We need the Raider Nation help. You know, whatever you guys, you know, you okay. know can think of, please get a hold of Raider Man. Okay, I will. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. And please call me off the air for that. And if we can help in any way, absolutely. We're, we're there for our brothers and sisters in Oakland and everybody up there. I would not be here in Vegas. I wouldn't be on the radio if it wasn't for the Oakland Raiders and the great fans of Oakland, Hayward, San Leandro, all the great spots that are there where there is a diehard, passionate group of Raider fans, arguably the most, all of them, the most are up there. So, and we, we hopefully program to that every day, and we're constantly talking about it, and hopefully you come out to Vegas and see us. Murph in Buffalo. Get us going, Murph. What do you got? Hey, JT. Thanks for having me on. Hmm? Uh, hey, I'm with you. Just get Devontae the ball, please. We're lucky to have the guy, one of the best, if not the best receiver in the league, Tim Brown was my favorite all-time Raider, not the best Raider receiver. And, I mean, this guy's like Tim Brown 2.0. Uh, Tim Brown was a class act. He's a class act. Mm-hmm. Get him the ball. Uh, secondly, shout out to the D. I mean, what's going on, JT? I'm excited to watch the defense. But I'm excited. I mean, this is, this is phenomenal. Patrick Graham's got them together. I know you want to hear it. Shout out Patrick Graham. Yes, thank you. And then uh, last thing, the rookie. I want to see the kid, and I get what you're saying. Hoyer did play well, but hopefully they're giving this kid the reps. If he gets the reps this week, mm-hmm. play him. I think uh, he learned he learned quite a bit that first game. I hope you know take care of the ball. And like you said, I think the O line is going to step it up this week. They know they have to because they got the rookie quarterback in there or the backup. Either way, and. Uh, that's all I got to say, JT. Raider Nation, let's go. Thank you. Appreciate it. We all know Devontae wants the ball. This is not a new topic. It's just the fact that Devontae now is lightly bringing it up as he talks about it. Mentally, my benchmark is not wins and losses. It's greatness. What's wrong with that? I expect to be able to have that ability to put that on tape and have an influence on the game. What's the problem with that? Devontae's basically saying... The last couple of games, the ball hasn't come his way. They've won. I'm not here just to hang out, quote-unquote. I'm not here just to hang out. The coach knows it. Devontae knows it, and they have an open conversation about it daily. You'll hear the coach when I asked him that coming up next. So we want Devontae to be happy. We want Devontae to be productive because part of his legacy is he's supposed to be here. I mean, you look at this. There's CBS Sports. Everybody's trolling this now. 
Top 10 players who need to be traded before the trade deadline, according to CBS. Number one, Devontae Adams. Yeah. I mean, how dare they? Need, they said need to be traded. CBS Sports. Raiders are three and three. They're not one and five. What's, a, what's need to be traded? Number two, they have Brian Burns, the edge rusher of Cal- Carolina. Number three, Hunter Renfro. Okay, I would agree with that. Hunter Renfro maybe needs to be traded if he doesn't fit in the way he should. I'm a Hunter guy. I'd like to see Hunter play well. Then they got Chase Young, Carl Lawson, Zach Ertz. But CBS Sports right at the top put Devontae. Why? Because they knew an idiot like me would bring it up. And number two, it's clickbait. It's internet clickbait. Now, if we're sitting here in two weeks and Devontae's not here, I, I would be shocked. I think he'll be here. But it's just an open dialogue to get him the ball a little bit more. Snow Raider up in beautiful Lake Tahoe where the weather's got to be perfect today. Correct, Snow Raider? It's got to be beautiful. Yeah, thanks, Bobby. Thanks, JT. It is absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous. We another weekend of uh, fall weather. Beautiful. What's on your mind today? Yeah, well, uh, hopefully we can have a Modelo in Chicago. I'll be at the game. Um, I actually just got a pop-up. Adam Schefter saying no Jimmy G on my phone. But besides that, Devontae mm-hmm. Adams has had great success versus the Bears, man. He's a leader. I'm with you on this clickbait, man. It's all mm-hmm. made up. He's just angry. He wants to win. He's passionate. He's a leader. He's going to get that offense going. Mm. We'll have to figure out who's going to be behind center, though. Maybe he can decide, too. Um, also, given that, whoever starts for us, mm. we're going to not let the have what happened. Uh, Mac got O'Connell last time. But I think Max can do that to this kid, Tyson Agent, or Bragent, mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Bagent. Agent, thank you. Yeah, make him sweat. Don't let him get in any type of rhythm. Yep. Make him run for his life and, you know, run back home. Yep. This is a, this is a game changer. We're going to have it. Devontae's going to lead the charge. I'm picking the Raiders. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Vinny Bonsignor just reported now. Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo has been ruled out for Sunday's game against the Chicago Bears. So Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport taking it from Vinny, uh, which is good. Ian Rappaport just tweeted Vinny's tweet and said, no Jimmy G for Sunday. Sources confirmed. No surprise. That's the way it's trending. So that's where we're at. Uh, it's here. We're good to go with it. No Jimmy G, which hurts. Thought there was a chance he could go. He is not going, and now we have to figure out which quarterback is going to go next. That's an official topic on Brian Hoyer and Naden O'Connell. I think most Raider fans want to see Brian Hoyer win a managed game with a couple of big throws. Or do you think Aiden O'Connell's the best way to get Devontae going? That's fair. I think that's fair, too. And it's, a, it's an inferior opponent. It's not Kansas City on the road. It's a game that the Raiders should win. So that's a pivot topic that we can officially talk about. 702-365-9200. Jason Horowitz, the voice of the Raiders. He's coming up at the top of the hour and coming up next, the head coach, Josh McDaniels. My conversation with him at 10.30 in the morning, and it's now about 12.30 when we come back. So two hours ago, what do you have to say about Devontae Adams and potential targets? The play of Michael Mayer. And I asked him to walk us through the final play of the game from his angle, how we saw the sack and how the Raiders are playing on the back end of the defense. JT, on the road to Chicago. If you're going, hit me up. On social media, at JT the Brick on Twitter, on Instagram, JT the Brick Hits. We're underway, brought to you by La Casa Cigars.
Well, it's not much. It's not really about them understanding. I think everybody has the same idea. It's not like, hey, oh, we we got to get Tay the ball. Like we just figuring that out. It's just about executing the plan that we are obviously implementing throughout the week to to make it happen. Just whether it's you know the players executing better or certain situations just having you know putting us in the, the best position possible to make it work. That's Devontae Adams, JT, back with you. Appreciate you listening as always. Tequila Commissario, our new flagship tequila on this show. Want to thank the Maloops. Want to thank their great team. The glo- the global winner of the awards, gold medal, platinum. More awards than Casamigos, all the high-end, so-called premium tequilas. No, we have the best one here, Tequila Commissario. Proud partner of our show. Jimmy G now ruled out. Jimmy G will not play in Chicago earlier this morning. I sat down with the head coach of the Silver and Black. We welcome in head coach Josh McDaniels. Coach, I want to begin with the safety to end the game. I thought that was the signature play of the year. Walk me through it from your perspective. Yeah, and, you know, every time that they, they set somebody to chip or help Max on, on his side of the rush, it's really important for us that we get good push inside. And I thought we had a pick in there, and Bilal ended up right in front of the quarterback, which doesn't allow the quarterback to step forward, you know. And so it was really good. I thought teamwork on the rush to allow Max to take the long route around the tight end, around the tackle, uh, and the quarterback had to have so much depth in the pocket because he couldn't go forward because Bilal was right there to meet him also. So I thought they really did a good job, and we talk a lot about execution under pressure in critical moments, and for the pass rush, that's as good as it gets. I thought Jimmy played well before the injury, especially yeah. the touchdown to Jacoby. I thought it was vintage Jimmy seeing the field, getting the ball out. Take me through that and how he looked. Did you feel like he made progress? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, he was really, you know, he was getting he was getting the ball where it needed to go. You know, they were trying to take some things away from us. Uh, found the tight end early in the game multiple times, which you know they were a little late on their coverage end of it. And then that coverage, they kind of had missed. They were missing somebody in the middle of the field, and so he saw it right away. He knew the route Jacoby was running. I thought uh, Jacob ran a good route, but good ball high in the back of the end zone so nobody can get it but us. Um, but, yeah, I do. I think he was making some progress for sure. Let's stay with Michael Mayer. I loved how you got him involved early, but he runs violently. when He, he looks to hit someone. Yeah. What's the progress been like with him? Yeah, uh, leaps and bounds. Uh, he's making yeah. big progress. And so um, just you know, trying to get those guys more involved every week. Now he's more comfortable. He understands what – you know, what it, what's required of him as a pass catcher, as a route runner. Um, and so we're being able to involve him more in third down. We converted a few third downs, the tight end position did, and, and some things on early downs too. But the more we get him the ball in space and they have to actually tackle him and get him to the ground, it's difficult for some of these smaller defensive backs to tackle a man like that who runs as tough, physical, and violent as he does. I thought Brian didn't manage the game. I thought he won the game. Big throw. It looked like he came in very comfortable knowing that he had to put points up yep. because the Patriots were chasing you. Yeah, he, you know, he just executed the offense. Mm-hmm. I thought he, you know, he, he took the, the big opportunity to tuck her down the middle of the field when they doubled Devontae. Um, you know, was generally reading the, the, the field the right way, took care of the football, uh, gave us an opportunity to, to have a couple scoring drives there. Again, we got to finish better in the red zone. That's a big key for us, obviously, moving forward. But I thought Brian was ready to go and did his job. One more unit, the safety play. I just like where they're lined up, how they're pursuing the ball, keeping everything in front of them, but getting their hands on balls. Yeah, Trayvon keeps, you know, I wonder what it's going to look like when he doesn't have a cast <laughs> on one hand. Uh, but him and Marcus do a good job of setting the table for our defense. They play basically every 
pre-snap. Uh, we ask them to do a lot of different things. Uh, the communication has been at a really high level um, and really like what's going on there with our safeties. All right, let's get to Devontae, who said his benchmark is to be the greatest. And I like that. We all know he's a captain. Yeah. He wants to win. What do you and the coaches, along with Devontae, have to do to get a more quality targets where he could have more explosive plays? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, a, it's a combination of factors, but it starts with – Look, this this player is always somebody that we want at the point of attack for us. So, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna continue to do the things that that helped us be successful last year, and and to some degree already this year in certain games. We just got to commit to to doing that, and then when we have our opportunities, we gotta we gotta make the most of them. You know, and and that might mean making sure we read the coverage out post snap a little bit better, or making a tight throw in a window where maybe yeah. he's the kind of guy that we would take a shot at that uh, throwing the ball to. So uh, there's some. There's there's some little things here and there, but you know, look, I always want the skill players to want the ball. There's no doubt about that. They all should. Sure. Uh, that's part of the playing that position, and and he's certainly well within his right to say that. Yeah, and that's communication. Yeah. You have that type of communication with him, and that's a good thing that fans want to know that you yeah. see that, and he has the ability to come into your office and your doors open. Hundred um, percent. You know, those are conversations that are honestly they're not just important, but they're necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's across the you know defense, offense, special teams. Players have a, a different insight than, than coaches do at times and to be able to hear their input and then act on it and do the things necessary to improve the team um, that's why it's really critical. So potentially Tyson Bajan, we don't know a lot about him, most touchdowns in the history of college Division II, small school, yeah. but you've scouted a lot of these guys and you've come from a program in the past where you know all these type of players. Concerns when you see a guy for the first time in a situation if Fields can't go because he's doubtful. Yeah, we, you know, we've watched a lot of tape on him already, he played a bunch in the preseason he did enough to earn the the opportunity to be the backup which is important so um, you know impressive uh, athletic um, got a good arm uh, makes plays with his arm and his legs so it's 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 honestly it's it's good that they're kind of almost similar in Mm -hmm. terms of their style because if we're getting ready for fields and then there's a radically different approach with the other guy it would almost be kind of two different mentalities but um, we got to we got to handle his legs as much as we got to handle his arm too and when he went in the game last week he had poise um, you know he helped them kind of stay in there and had an opportunity to win it at the end. It seems like DJ Moore they're going to throw it to him no matter what the coverage is which is interesting they're going to give him 50 50 balls, deep balls. When you look at your corners, safety, press coverage, laying off him, interesting player to scout. Yeah, and he's tough when he has the ball in yeah. his hands. So you, you want to try to you know disrupt that before he gets it because he's a big man running with the ball and he's hard to tackle. So um, you know you got to you got to you know change it up and continue to be be aware. Our communication pre snap of where he's lined up is going to be important because they move him a lot of different mm-hmm. spots. Um, and there's going to be some different people that will have to take care of him. So um, he's definitely the biggest threat in their passing game. We've got to know where he's at on, on every play. So you were committed to the run in the last game, 33 attempts, not all of them real attempts, 25 to Josh. Yeah. Do you feel like the commitment to the running game, what you saw last week, is another step forward? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the first thing you got to do is commit to doing it, yeah. you know. And a lot of times running the running game, you know, if you, three, four, two – then it's 12, then it's 18, mm-hmm. and, you, and eventually you pop some, right. you know, and you got to be able to stay committed to it. If you do, then the big ones eventually will come. What jumped out at me is your recent press conference, you really paid tribute to their special teams mm-hmm. and what they're able to do and how they can run it back, punt and kickoff, how dangerous that is. But you got two elite players in Carlson and Cole that help you in that category. Yeah, this is kind of a strength versus strength, in yeah. my opinion. 
Um, they do a really good job. They're well coached. Um, they were, like I said, they were in the top of the league in basically every kicking category last year. Their kicker's excellent. The, their kickoff returner, we looked at the kickoff returner in the draft. We knew he was going to be a good player in that ro- uh, role, and he, and he is. He's big, he's fast, he's hard to tackle. Um, they do a good job of rushing the field goals. They're only team to block two so far this year. So every play in the kicking game is going to be critical, and every play has a chance to swing field position one way or the other. They're very physical. We pride ourselves on being physical. Our kickers are going to have to good, have a good day, and there's going to be some conditions. It's not mm-hmm. going to be sleet and snow, yeah. but it's outside. There's going to be sun, which has affected some uh, returners' mm-hmm. ability to catch the ball at that field, uh, and then some wind. So this is going to be a different element. Two of the three Lombardis downstairs from the 80s, but we always think of the 85 Bears. Mm-hmm. So think about that era, because a lot of times the era you were in with all the Super Bowls, you look back at the Raiders in the 70s, the great era of 70s football, but in yep. the 80s, yep. the Raiders on the AFC side and those, those 85 Bears, Bears, what do you remember yep. from them? Yeah, uh, I remember the defense. Yeah. You know I mean, everybody does, you know, and, and Jim McMahon and Walter Payton and the refrigerator. Uh, but that defense, you know, and I've actually got to spend some time with Rob Ryan, who's on our staff, sure. you know, because Buddy was obviously the architect of that defense, too. So uh, the 46 defense, the pressure that they applied, uh, their willingness to blitz and, and do things that were back then a little unconventional, you know, to put a lot of pressure on the uh, opposing offense. So, um, you know, it, this is this is a different scheme we're playing. Yeah. Uh, but we did educate our guys. We're 8-8 eight and eight lifetime against this team, and we would like to, you know, win the rubber match here. Last one, you had two home games. I think this is a great place for Raider Nation. It's a hub. Kind yeah. of Vegas is a hub for the West Coast. Yeah. There are going to be a lot of fans there, and yeah. you haven't coached as head coach there. What are you looking forward to about this trip to Chicago? Yeah, this is going to be exciting. I mean, every time we go on the road, we're greeted with, with Raider Nation. And um, now we're going to the Midwest. Again, we haven't had a lot of games there, yeah. but – um, I'm excited to see the turnout. You know, I, I actually talked to Kevin O'Connell last week from Minnesota, you know, just about what the atmosphere was like. So he said there was some Viking fans there and all the rest of it. So I'm, I'm eager to see our, our turnout. I know they're going to be there. Good luck, Coach. Thank you very much. All right, our conversation two hours ago, he addressed Devontae, the open-door conversations that they're having, and it's real. And they're talking through it, and they're trying to work. And Devontae's involved with Coach. Coach is involved with Devontae. All that sounds good. they got to get him the ball they got to get him the ball because everyone's watching now. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, everyone's watching the Devontae targets. They won the last two games. The targets are down. Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt. He's not playing. Okay. Going to get him targets now without Jimmy G? Okay. We'll get him. Get him the targets. I am fascinated with the quarterback question that's going forward because I think the Raider Nation is split. I really do. I think you guys, as we say, are split and the gals on who should play. And that's good for radio. That's what we're here to do. We're here to have conversation, tweets, look at everything, and wonder what you want to do. Jimmy Garoppolo out for the game. What do you do now? I'd play Hoyer. If, if it's Aiden O'Connell, I'm going to be on the sidelines. I'll be pumping my fist, doing a video. Let's go Aiden O'Connell for obvious reasons. But I think Hoyer just played decent, if not well, to deserve the opportunity to come in. If the Raiders were down suddenly 10 nothing and you wanted to go to the relief, to the bullpen, and bring in O'Connell, could that be an option? Or do you start O'Connell in a, in a game where you think he has an advantage over Tyson Bajan, where you have Tyson Bajan versus Aiden O'Connell? That wasn't what I was planning on when I booked this trip. The wife booked this trip a couple months ago. We were hoping it was Jimmy G versus Justin Fields. You don't get a refund, Bobby. They don't, they don't give you 20% off. 
for, for the backups, they don't say, hey, go to Section 108. We're going to give you a hat and a free beer because you're watching backups play. That's who you got. Who do you got? I got the Raiders in this game because they have to win the game. It is a massive opportunity to win. Lee Sterling on deck. He's going to give you three games for free. And he's doing really well with us this year. He does well with me every year because he has documented winners. And congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces. Mark Davis, back-to-back champions. Fantastic. Larry Delson, his family, all of our friends behind the scenes, and we have a lot of them with the Las Vegas Aces. Congratulations on back-to-back championships. That's great for Las Vegas. Motions with his hands out to the right. Takes the snap. Jones back to pass. Pressure off the edge. Steps up into the pocket. Racing out to the right. Diablo in his face. Cuts over the middle. And it's intercepted. Merrick racing down the far sideline. 25-30. And hit from behind. And the ball is out. And the Patriots are on top of it. They at the 39-yard line. But they're going to say Merrick was down. That was a Merrick interception. Jason Horowitz on the call. The voice of the Raiders. He'll join us. Right at the top of the hour, so stick around for that. I just had the head coach, Josh McDaniels, on the show, and now Lee Sterling every week for over 20 years for me, uh, ParamountSports.com, ParamountSports.com. And I'll see you in Chicago. Looking, to, looking forward to seeing your daughter sing the anthem. Well, talent skipped a generation here, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking for, forward to hear her sing. And, and I've never been to Soldier Field, been to Wrigley. Oh. One of the few fields I've never been to, so I'm looking forward to that. And Looks like the battle of the backup quarterback. It is. They just made it pretty much official, yeah. so it looks like it's going to be that. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. Ohio State-Penn State is your first game. Penn State gets no publicity considering how good they are. Ohio State, whenever we get to this point in the season, Lee, everybody starts bringing up, are they looking ahead to Michigan? Is Michigan looking ahead to Ohio State? You know, We know about Harrison, the receiver, and the defense of Penn State. Ohio State will play at minus five, monster game, winner move forward, loser go home. Yeah, Kyle McCord, you know, you look at his numbers, 11 touchdowns, one interception, 9.7 yards per pass play. Looks great, but the one game, I judge it against decent competition, was Notre Dame. He did really nothing till the last drive. He only completed 56% of his passes for 6.5 yards per attempt and no touchdowns in that game, and Penn State, you, you alluded to their defense. <laughs> they are number one or number two in every major statistical defensive category. Yeah. And the one decent opponent they played, Iowa State, they shut them out and dominated them 31 to nothing here. So I'm watching the Ohio State line, and this is something people need to do. Compared to the last couple of years, this is not the same line. They are not holding their blocks. They're not making blocks on the second level like they usually do. Harrison is incredible. Maybe the first or second pick in the draft here, but McCord is going to have to be really on in this game for them to have a chance here. Penn State doesn't have the superstar. That's why Penn State is so under the radar. They've lost 9-10 in this rivalry. Mm. They finally get their revenge. Their own team is favored. Penn State outright 31-24. Wow, over Ohio State. That'll put them back. Then they'll have to run the table to get into the playoff there. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Look at that. He breaks down offensive line film. That's why you need a professional handicapper to help you along the way. Let's go to Baltimore. 
Detroit. This is an interesting game for me because the line opened up. Baltimore minus two and a half. Sharp money on them. It's now at three. You get three for playing at home. I'm starting to hear Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. Goff is the MVP. Raiders go there next after Chicago the following Monday night. I like the way Detroit's playing, but I think the concepts of Harbaugh's defense and special teams is something I've been buying in for a while. How do you see this game? Oh, the special teams are second to none. But you mentioned Jared Goff. Over the last 17 games, what has he done? Completed almost 68% of his passes for almost 4,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, and just four interceptions here. They're 14-2 and two against the spread the last 16 games. A spread record tells you how well a team is playing. And I'm watching this Baltimore game. There's not one game where I've graded them where they've even had anything close to an even a B-plus or an A-minus effort on offense. This offense does not fit Lamar Jackson. Just look at him. Watch his body language. The receivers are dropping passes here. And their two losses are against the Colts and the Steelers. Detroit is far superior to those teams. I think Detroit is one of the three teams that has a chance in the NFC right now to go to the Super Bowl, and they have the number one run defense. Aiden Hutchinson has another huge game. Detroit gets the number here and wins 24-17. Detroit, that's a big win for them. Let's go to Philadelphia, Miami. Man, this is the marquee game here. Line opened up Philly minus two and a half, and we will play it right here. I think you played it at two. This is a fun game. Miami, they can fall behind 14 against a bad team and steamroll them, but I saw them get steamrolled steamrolled in Buffalo, and Philadelphia lost to the Jets, and Hurts had three interceptions in this game. On paper, it looks like Miami all day, but Philadelphia went to the Super Bowl here. Very interesting game. How do you have it, Lee? All right, so if Philadelphia had won last week, I think it would have set up better for the Dolphins. Now, all of a sudden... They're probably going to come out and play one of their better games, mm-hmm. like Buffalo did. Weather, mid to low 40s, winds 15 to 20 miles an hour. The coldest it's been in Miami with 71 degrees early this morning. So they're not going to be used to it. And how do you play keep away from the Dolphins? You control the ball. Eagles number two in time of possession this year, it's over 34 minutes. Mm-hmm. I also think that this Dolphins team is incredible. I think they're going to get better in a couple weeks. They'll get back Armstead, A-Chain, their all-star cornerback Jalen Ramsey, and even their slot corner Nick Needham all in the next two to three weeks. But it's not happening tonight. It's not happening this weekend here. The Eagles finally get right. The right team is favored. Philadelphia in the shootout, 35-28. Wow, and you follow Miami as good as anybody going against the Dolphins on that with Philadelphia, ParamountSports.com. Lee, intrigued, your game of the week, and you don't often do this with me here in Vegas, is the Raider game at Chicago. We'll both be there together. It's the battle of the backups. It's your game of the week. you got fresh information. How do we get it? Yeah, you got to study the backups, and that's what I think I do better than anyone uh, in this business, study backup quarterbacks to get the edge. So you want to get this game for free? Just be one of the first five callers. Call right now, 800-400-9741. First five callers, get it for free, 800-400-9741. It's not October. We call it October. We're 53-30-2 on the season. You want to get two weeks of action through Halloween night, just $157. Works out to like $10 a day, just one place, ParamountSports.com. I'll call you off the air. I'll see you in Chicago. 
Sounds good, buddy. Take Definitely care. Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Give him a call. First five for free, 800-400-9741. Bet with your wallet, not with your head. I've been, I've been having fun on Twitter watching some of these knuckleheads who claim to be gambling experts and they're like at 41% this year. It's Everyone's going to be at 41% every year. Don't you get that? And then you might have a legend like Fezzik or someone in town who's just really sharp in the pros, and they win a little bit of money. It's just fun to watch the gamblers and the people online try to tell you what games to pick with no background. Lee's been doing this 30 years. That's why we have him on. I'm not going to put someone on the show who's 27 years old, been doing it for three years, has no website, no track record other than Twitter. That's what's happening. The industry is out of control no programmers, no regulators. Anybody wants to do it, they can do it. And I don't do it. I just put guys like that on the air and gals on the air. We try to put the people on the air that can give you an edge. It is the wild, wild west. It, we're going to look back at this in 100 years from now when we're long gone saying, hey, do you remember in the 2020s where people were quitting their jobs to become handicappers? That's what's happening. People are quitting their jobs to be sports handicappers and they don't tell you how much they bet, how much they bet on a game. They don't tell you the losses. And everyone's good with it. Everyone seems to be okay with them. Use the people, use the people that might give you an advantage. Even the people we put on might not give you an advantage for one week or two. But over the long run, they've been doing it for a while. So the Raiders, nothing with the line movement. Let's see here with the quarterback announcement. Ooh, ooh, Jimmy G ruled out. Line goes from Raiders minus three to Raiders minus two and a half. Why does this have to happen? Why do these games, Bobby, have to be so close? Now, you know me. You know my life. You know me on and off the air. Why do these Raider games have to be? Where is the Raiders minus eight and a half? The walk over, the easy win. I'm in the parking lot drinking Modelo. The game's over. These, these games are all heart attacks waiting. Because nothing worthwhile is ever easy. Yes, you're right. It's never easy, man. Even when you're playing Tyson Bajant. You know how I wrote his name down? I wrote a big B slash agent because I have to learn how to say his name for the pregame show. I keep looking down at Bajant, big B slash agent, so I don't say Bajaja, just mess it up. Got to beat this guy, man. Got to beat this guy. Come on, we've had Mac Jones, Jordan Love. We've had Kenny Pickett. We, we, we're catching breaks. We're catching breaks with quarterbacks. We lost to Justin Herbert. He's a very good player. We got Mahomes twice. We got Kirk Cousins, who could be traded if he wants. All Kirk Cousins has to do is raise his hand and say, I want to be traded. But he likes, he doesn't go to the bars. He doesn't go out at night. He reads bedtime stories to his kids. It's the middle of school. And he doesn't, that's exactly why he doesn't want to get traded. You think I'm making a joke. He doesn't want to get traded. He takes the trash out on Thursday night. He doesn't want to get traded. You know how many teams would love to have Kirk Cousins right now? A lot. And you can trade for him because it's a contract year. Speaking of the trade deadline, that's a big topic for us next week. We are brought to you by Meetup Vegas. The new meat delivery came to my house. The best of the best. Meetupvegas.com. JT Brick.